What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Latino Nerd Order podcast. This is episode five. I have two very special guests with me today. We will be talking the good, the bad, and the ugly about Peacemaker season one. We will be diving into all the spoilers of the season. Um, but first, we will touch base on the non-spoiler stuff. But uh, can we go ahead and introduce ourselves, y'all, to our guest? Who would you like to go first, Felipe? Uh, I guess, Anthony, you can go first. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I'm uh, I'm Felipe's buddy. I guess that's the best way to describe it, uh, Anthony. Uh, I don't know. Ex- I, I've, I've never been a ge- Okay, I have once been a guest on another podcast so i'm not sure how to do the guest thing Philippe. you're gonna have to help me out here i don't know how to do the host thing so i think this kind of works out <laughs> you know i'll i'll say this i have a podcast too uh and i gave up the pro- on trying to do a proper intro man it's just too much but for those who are possibly interested in listening to me or reading me complaining about a lot of things you can follow me on uh, twitter at uh, born to run underscore 19 uh and you can follow my podcast uh, beards underscore balls also on twitter so there's that hey shameless plugs man what's the uh, what's the podcast about it's sports it's the most janky approach to sports ever and that's kind of what i wanted and like I, i'm not here to be a professional uh analyst like I'm going to talk about the way that I look at sports. So, you know, I tend to put my foot in my mouth a lot. So <laughs> expect a lot of that today. If you have a podcast, you are a professional. I'll tell you that. <laughs> there you go. True. <laughs> All right. Bring Peacemaker's head into view right here. Oh. For a second. There. All right, Michael. Uh, my name is Michael Rickshaw Martin. I have my own podcast. Uh, I've been involved in music a lot. New band coming out. Uh, my podcast is Worship a Tribute Nerd, but I think I'm going to change the name because everybody thinks it's like a God thing, uh, a church thing. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> quite the opposite. <laughs> I'm like, if you know me, then you know. I am anti-church, <laughs> but, but we're gonna get along. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, I didn't know if it was a stipulation to be Hispanic, but I'm actually not Hispanic. <laughs> it's I, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I I did try to start the podcast with um, like Latino creators in mind, um, but it's been quite the challenge to not necessarily find um, Latino creators or, or, um, uh, but I'm trying to kind of expand it. Um, I wanted to do the first couple episodes on stuff that I really um, found easy to talk about. Um, Cause I feel like once you dive into specific stuff about um, certain, certain movies and certain things in, in, in the, in the, in the POC culture, it can get, it can get very heavy to talk about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wanted to, um, there's just so much stuff out too at the right, right at the beginning that, um, I wanted to just, I, I chose like the wrong time to start the podcast. Right. Because like, it was, it was like right before it was like right when Cobra Kai season four had just aired. Um, so I was like in the middle of watching that. Um, and then like all this shit just started being announced, like, uh, like just a bunch of stuff um and then 
uh, I was like halfway through Boba Fett. And then like, I was halfway through the first batch of the three episodes of Peacemaker. And then I like, I remember texting Anthony and just being like, dude, I think I'm just going to fucking do it. Like I, I compulsively bought like a webcam and a shitty like podcast microphone. Um, and I know zoom does like audio compressing files for you and, and video compressing files. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Um, but um, I kind of go through these four questions with um, all of my guests. So Michael, I'll start off with you. Um, do you remember the first time you found the, the nerd world? Like what was the first thing that got you to fall in love with it? Um, first moment or anything like that? So honestly, whenever I was a kid, I remember, okay, so I was probably like in fourth grade or something. And, you know, I'm an old shit. I'm, I'm, I'm 38 right now. So whenever I was in fifth grade, it was a long time ago. And it was like, the t- it was like the, the, the time was like, you go, when you go to the grocery store with your mom or your dad or whatever, I would always walk by the comic book aisle. Cause they had like the, you know, the one that swiveled around and on each side, it had like the little slots. Yeah. Obviously, obviously it's terrible for comic books because people would be like bending them down and like full, it would like fold in half over the little, you know, holders. But anyway, mm-hmm. the, I remember one day I was like, man, like I, I think comic books are cool, but I've never actually read one. And uh, I remember one day I picked up an X-Men comic and started reading x-men comics and it was like the executioner song was like the storyline that it was in and then i started reading x-men comics and then like almost at the same time on fox they're like x-men the animated series previously on x-men and i'm like oh (laughs) and honestly ever since I've been a huge X-Men fan. I mean, those movies were kind of shit, but <laughs> like that opened me up to like all comic books, uh, you know, all nerdy stuff, like lots of really nerdy pop culture stuff, you know? So I've been involved ever since like fourth, fifth grade, something like that. So. Okay. Yeah. I started off the same way. Uh, I've, I've said the story before and I told Anthony the story too, but um, growing up um, as a, as a, as a Chicano, it was really weird um, being like the one who was into like the nerd stuff. So you were always kind of just like outcasted or whatever. But something that was a staple for me, at least, was Saturday morning cartoons. Um, that that weird um, Iron Man, uh, X-Men, uh, like Jackie Chan block every morning. I was, am Iron Man, that one. Yeah. Was, with, with his mullet. Yeah, with, it was. With his mullet. It was just uh, kind of what got me going into the world. And then um, the novelty of comics was so foreign to me. I was just like, I, I was just like, I was like, this is so cool. And then I remember um, stumbling across like some of the comics, like at a comic store that I had just wandered into. Um, and I was just like, oh, shit, like here we are fucking 28 years later. I'm still doing it. Um, Anthony, do you remember how you kind of found this crazy world? Don't remember. And that's probably more of a sign of the depth of uh, how long it's been a thing. It, I, I couldn't, I couldn't name one thing exactly. I look at it as a combo of things. I probably, I mean, if I had to pick one thing, it was probably toys before anything else. 
because that's where I could get my hands on physically these, you know, seeing these things in the store and wondering, well, you know, what is this guy? Where's this guy from? You know, and back then they don't do this as much as they used to with toys, you know, uh, probably like with transformers let's use that as an example or gi joes you know you'd have your file card on on the toys and on those file cards used to have you know brief descriptions about these characters and that for me was enough to to like get a hook in to be like hey you know maybe i do want to see more of these that and and a lot of that like you said saturday morning cartoons the fox kids block specifically yeah um I wouldn't say any other block of children's cartoons or anything more so than Fox kids uh, power ages in the morning. Um, some version of Ninja Turtles, unfortunately, it was the one with the, wherever the, the next mutation, I think where everyone's live action and they added a female turtle, which wasn't great, but yeah, there's there, it, I would probably say it's uh, it's toys and uh Toys and Saturday morning cartoons are what like solidified it because it was all the same the same stuff that you guys mentioned, you know X Men the animated series and also Iron Man Iron Man and and just rocking that modular armor that he did in the the series like that's my favorite Iron Man look where he's got the he's got kind of like the it looks like he's wearing red pants and he has like a a red crop top on that's the armor yeah that's what the armor is um, but yeah. That's like, just, that's probably my start. One with like uh, the metal. He has like that metal looking face. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm actually I'm not even kidding when I say this. I'm going to drive to GameStop after this, and I'm going to buy a modular armor Iron Man action figure because I hadn't been able to find it anywhere, and I saw it there yesterday, and I have the money today. So yeah, the Marvel Legends one. Oh, buddy, Marvel Legends. That's too much, man. <laughs> fun fact the- is since you're here in austin and felipe i was there yesterday uh anna's toy store uh if you're into marvel legends they sell a lot of them loose and complete and not for full price so go check them out they're on uh, south lamar and they're kind of tucked away they're nice people nice felipe has been there with me right yeah we checked yeah. it out and there's they had a bunch of cool wrestling stuff um oh and anime yeah. that's the other thing that's the other thing that's that's probably my big starting point anime because anime firmly falls into you know nerddom oh 100 um do you guys have like a favorite um latino creator or actor whatever it may be director Hmm. i'm gonna let you take this one for a second because i need to think about that Uh, that's a well, I mean, it's it's a very like it's a it's a loaded question, Felipe. There's a lot of like I don't. Okay, so like, does Eddie Guerrero count as a creator? I mean, he, he he created wrestling. Uh, he created is, an art form to me. So that's what I say. I, I look at you know. Uh, I mean, is, I mean, the pod, the podcast is named after um his faction. So so then I, then I'll say my favorite piece of Latino art, Felipe, is that time that JBL and him were all in a bloody pool of red. That's as artful as that's, it gets with him. And that's, that's the art he created. That's, so that's yeah. my answer. Eddie. Nice, nice answer. So it so it's mod the name is modeled after NWO, I guess. Uh yeah. So there was yeah. a uh Eddie There's started a lot his, of world orders. Yeah Eddie Eddie started his own thing. Um which kind of uh, underlined the the underuse the underuse of the of the um, Latino lucha libre 
talent in WCW. So they created their own world order and um, it just randomly popped into my head one day. And I was like, man, this is a really cool name. So well, at least, you know, you could have just, you could tell people, Felipe, that you were inspired by the blue world order. That I wasn't, but I know that's terrible. It just, yeah, that's a whole other thing on its own. Like that is yeah, not that good. <laughs> I do remember at a point in time, like, in, when I was like a freshman in high school, like every Monday we would meet up to watch wrestling. And it was during that, that NWO yeah. era. Yeah. Prime time. It was like, it was like cool to like wrestling in that era, which, which is a whole nother podcast that we can, we can, we can like <laughs> we dive into it, Felipe. You'll bring we, me back we, on and we can, we can dive into. Um, but speaking yeah. of, um, speaking of Iron Man and all this crazy stuff that we call, nerd them uh over the super bowl we had a couple really awesome trailers drop and one of them being um the doctor strange multiverse of madness trailer which is being directed by sam raimi um i saw it and i remember i was leaving the gym i was driving home or Mm -hmm. my 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 roommate was driving home and i had gotten the notification and i was just like fuck like i really want to watch it on my phone but like i have to put this on the tv when i get home Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched same. it. I watched it and I had my reactions. Um, he cried. He cried. I cried. Um, cried. As, as we talked about the, um, the X-Men movies, um, hit or miss on most of them. I really like, but I, I, I can't really talk shit on those movies because I like live and die for the Ben Affleck daredevil. I don't give a fuck what anyone says cool with it uh so Felipe, um, i can and will shit on those movies just so you know and i also live and die for the ben affleck movie because what's his name michael clark duggan as kingpin is secretly really fucking juicy he's wait i can cuss right yeah that 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 um that portrayal kingpin is honestly (laughs) so cool to me but um that's again like a whole nother like deep talk about like shitty marvel movies um what Marvel before the MCU? Or before Kevin Feige, we should say. Um, what did you guys think? Uh, we obviously heard the voice. Um, who who it's unmistakably, if you're a Star Trek nerd or an X-Men nerd, there's there's no fucking way you're getting that voice. What if you're both? <laughs> like, <laughs> then, then, like some of us. Then then there's no way you can miss that voice. There's people just... that still like doubt it, but I I didn't need a second take. Like I I saw the head. I heard the voice. He literally rolled onto the fucking screen. Recognize that ba- the back of his head wrinkle. I know that back of the um, head wrinkle. I was completely shocked that they gave us a reveal like this in the trailer. Um, what did you guys think? I mean, that movie's going to be fucking nuts. But the fact that they were brave enough to be like, let's shut them the fuck up for a no. bit. Here's Patrick Stewart. But it makes sense, Felipe, like to do it then on that commercial because it's the Super Bowl. You have literally, I think they were, uh, I think they had a peak of like, if I'm correct, like 114 million people watching the Super Bowl. So that's potentially 114 million people that can watch that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, business wise, it makes business wise, it makes sense, but. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking about an, uh, the, the nerd perspective of it. Well, like, that's what I mean. I think, yeah. So like they, they, they know that, you know, they know their audience, Felipe, you know, oh, better yeah. than anyone they know. So oh, clearly yeah. they're like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to, this is, and plus, 
I think they also understand that the X-Men movies are firmly, you know, established already. We, you know, people know those movies. People know Patrick Stewart is, you know, Professor Xavier. So let's give them a little taste of something they're sort of familiar with uh, as a little hook. But, you know, once they actually, once we do see it, it's going to be something we don't expect, I'm sure. Yeah. And you have to think too, like we just got Spider-Man No Way Home and they didn't give us any peek at like Toby. They like denied it. They were like dying on their sword, but they're not in the fucking movie. Andrew Garfield. And then so like, you know, to have that and all of us go, oh, we know they're in the movie. Just show us. We know they're in the movie. And then they're like, nope, never. We're not going to give you that trailer. And then all of a sudden, boom. Professor Marvel's like, we know you know. So like, I have a I have I have a theory about that because you know, we you're right in that whole we know that these people are in it kind of thing, and that they throw this at us. I'm like, well, like who, who are you if you're willing to tell us that, what else who are you are gonna you, give who us? Who are you keeping from us? That, well, that, what I want to know is pretty much the question is who the fuck else is gonna be on the in this movie? That is gonna make me have all kinds of crazy heart palpitations, like I, I, I saw his bald head. I other than Hugh Jackman, that that's what, that's my big one that I see, really want. I, but I, it's hard. It's long shot. I would be okay with or without Hugh Jackman in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but so here's my crazy tinfoil hat theory, right? So if you break down part of the trailer where they're kind of jumping through dimensions. Um, right after they break through one of the dimensions, um, they're, it looks like they're going into an animated universe. Thank you. I'm so glad you brought up the animated um, stuff because there's a little tiny peak. And obviously, uh, the rumor is that Patrick Stewart's going to be in the big gold wheelchair um, from, the, from the animated series. Um, I don't know if they're going to pull from from that universe and it the writing of this movie is something i'm i'm, I'm really interested about but um i it, you mean this big gold wheelchair felipe yeah i remember mentioning I don't know what to call it I, I i remember mentioning it to someone i was like and i i think it was sean my buddy sean over at medical nerds i was like i think they're gonna go into the animated stuff and then come back out and then he was like i i think i think that's too ambitious and i'm like uh, my friend i think I think uh, No Way Home was just kind of the appetizer and we're still not getting the full chorus of, I mean, No Way Home was, was beautiful in its own right. Right. Like it connected 20 years of movies, but now you have the possibility of include like making the first movie, uh, making the first MCU movie and defunct either the, the first blade movie or, or the first X-Men movie, which is just like wild to even like. They're about to bring in something that, that is so foreign to the MCU in terms of the X-Men movies are so different than what the MCU is. Oh yeah. It's going to be so interesting to see how they tie it in. Do we get any glimpse of that universe? Uh, it, It would just be, I don't know. There's a lot of, I'm, I have no idea what's going to happen. And I, you know, Felipe that I like not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, you're uh, not like me. I no, still... no, I don't like spoilers. Uh, uh-uh. I don't do spoilers. I still like the mystery of things, and I I enjoy that stuff. So I accidentally get spoilers, but like the times that I can avoid or like immediately shut things off, and I'm like, no, go away. Yeah. Like I'm like proud of myself after that. I'm yeah. like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Felipe knows that I won't talk to him if he starts bringing me things <laughs> that I don't want to discuss. Like uh, Star Wars is one of those that anytime that there's something Star Wars related, uh, I go dark and I just go completely dark. I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want to see anything. I watched the first trailer of these things. That's it. Like I have not watched any possible spoiler thing here or hints from, um, from Kenobi at all. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to know who you saw on set or any of that stuff. Uh, I like surprise. They tricked me with Dr. Strange because I had, I had been like in the, just in the dark about Mm -hmm. Dr. Strange. And then they threw that professor Xavier hook out there. And I've been like all over YouTube ever since that. And I'm like, Oh God. I just want to I had to resist. <laughs> if so, so that was one of the big leaks heading into this uh, this trailer was that there was rumors of the Illuminati mm-hmm. being being a multiversal U- Illuminati with Charles Xavier, and then them talking about um, the Ultron Sentry bots, which we got in the trailer too. Mm-hmm. And, it was uh, some concept art, right? Yeah, it was some. Concept- Don't forget Felipe. Oh, this yeah. is what I'm most like excited about if there's any kind of Illuminati thing that Reed, who's not going to be standing here on, on the shoulders of professor Xavier, uh, that Reed Richards is obviously going to be involved. I'm super curious if they do Illuminati, how it, it will, who they replace black Panther with in that, in his spot. Cause obviously he's, well, he didn't want to be part of the Illuminati. I, you know, who am I kidding? I, I, I don't think the MCU, the MCU black Panther would have, been part no, of no i mean no either. i was gonna say he, he he wasn't in the comic books either he turned them down yeah so, so um, it, it would go with it there's yeah. there's there's someone black bolt there's some there's there's some there's someone at the top of that of that chair with an oddly circular white spot on his shirt that could could or could not be the fantastic four logo but and yeah. if it's if we have patrick stewart press professor xavier are we gonna have like the old school Reed, are Reed. we gonna have that From, that uh, actor? Are we getting Miles Teller or the old school guy? Oh, or God, there's no. or 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 there's or 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 there's rumors of um that the multiversal uh Reed Richards is is just just John Krasinski, but is it gonna be evil Rich Reed Richards? Which that's been a thing many a times, and it's always okay. ridiculous. Give him a goatee. That's I one- d- that's one possibility that we haven't thought of, or well, I'm sure people have thought of it, but like, what if this Illuminati is not for good? Like, exactly. So that's like a possibility. That's like, that plays really well into the idea of the of the whole of everything that Doctor Strange is playing with in this in this uh, in this movie, or at least what it looks like he's going to be playing with. Because like we've already established, who the fuck knows if and and you know how it is with trailers. Trailers are legitimately designed to give you stuff that you might not see in the movie, but you know, it's a hook. Cause who, uh, that's my other big question is how much of what we saw in, in the trailer is actually in the movie. Right. I know a lot of it is, but I'm, I'm curious to what little things that we saw in that trailer that aren't in there. I mean, we would have been about a week away from finding out the fucking COVID and Marvel pushed yeah. everything back again. So I know, <laughs> um, Moving on. Uh, Can I bring up one thing on trailers? And this is just a me thing. Yeah, but it is a nerd thing. The other trailer that I lost my shit on. Oh, and and look, I'm not a fan of the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park movies at all. I I don't like the Jurassic World movies at all. Not a fan of Chris Pratt as a human, but 
Well, I like him as Star Lord, and that's it. Yeah, um, I like him acting. I don't like him. I, outside I, of I like him through the lens of James Gunn, as with most things. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that I really got excited for was just seeing Sam Neill and Laura Dern on the same screen for the you know for the first time in a bajillion years talking about dinosaurs. Are you kidding, man? Sam Neill's my guy. Like, uh, yeah, like I'm very I, excited I, about that. I, I feel like only because of that. I feel like everyone's like it. And this is kind of going off topic, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Your it podcast. just it just kind of blows my mind that like almost everything that every other like sci-fi or comic book um, adaptation is almost doing stuff that's like similar to Marvel. That like they're Universe like, building. huh? Well, Sony made a shit ton of money bringing Toby and Andrew back. Let's just stick these guys into this Jurassic Park movie twenty years later. Well, that uh, and there's that whole that there's I don't know who, who says it, but someone once said that there's only so many stories that can be told. I think at right now Hollywood is in this. Or I hate saying Hollywood because that sounds like such a. But it's Hollywood, yeah. But it's Hollywood, right? Uh, but they're in this this weird space right now where they're just looking back and seeing all of these things that already do exist and maybe didn't exist in as great of a they didn't have as good of a version of it and they're kind of redoing it or they're looking at nostalgia and they're bringing back, you know, cause the, I, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause there's not, it feels like there's not a lot of new stories coming out. There are, it's they're, just, they're, they don't get, they don't get pushed to the front, yeah. like the major yeah. things like yeah. that. And, 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 and I get like, like the banking on the nostalgia part, but mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm not Hardcore. the biggest, I'm not, I'm not the biggest horror fan. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, my, my my brother is and and lately after we've seen Halloween, we're seeing this trend of bringing back the final kill girl for movies. Um, so I like the final kill girl personally. Have y'all seen the new Scream? I have not seen the new I Scream, and did I not and I have not seen the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet. Like, I've not heard good things about uh, Texas Chainsaw. Everybody's talking shit about it, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, but did we expect any different? To be honest, that's what I kind of said about it. I was like. From the beginning, like I didn't expect a grand year fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know what I mean? It's always yeah. been kind of a guerrilla style, whatever. A bunch of people get murdered, but that's what the first one works. But um, so in Scream, like no spoilers or anything, but there is a character in that movie that talks about situations, and they're like, they're like, you have to remember that like Hollywood is we have all these original legacy characters and then we have like kind of second coming with all these new characters and nowadays they're bringing them all back but you know and the rules are different but you have to have like these new rules with these legacy and new character combinations it was was like a perfect example of what everyone is doing they're like they're like the Jamie Kennedy of so, the first scream, I guess. By the way, I'm glad you brought up Jamie Kennedy because in my mind, that's just as you're as you're telling me that. I hate to say that I did this to you. I like Photoshop Jamie Kennedy's head onto your head there for a second. We're just well, thinking, and, and you know, uh, you know, try not to spoil anything, but like Jamie Kennedy's relation that's a younger person is the person that explains that in the movie oh okay <laughs> that, oh that's, my god that is so ham-fisted but i'm cool. all for it that's I'm cool. all for it it's honestly i was like really surprised at how clever that screen movie was well so. i've heard really good things about it and i need to just watch you know it, that but... that's a series that i keep that that i guess when i look at it as a whole i really love the first screen 
I love that first screen because it's so it's so unique um, or maybe not unique because it's very much in the style of Wes Craven's New Nightmare where he really played around with the idea of uh, let's get meta. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's serious, but it doesn't take itself too serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, there's just just enough comedy. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you're, you're right about Texas Chainsaw. Uh, Felipe, <laughs> has Charlie watched Texas Chainsaw? Uh, no, he's not really interested. I, we both watched. We both watched the trailer, and we just fucking like. That's a series that I mean, other than the first one, there is nothing. And and maybe if you like the second one for what it is, which is a comedy, because hmm. the next generation that was also Toby Hooper, but like a decade later, and him just wanting to fuck around, but that's a series of films where only the first one really is good. Like I, um, I didn't like the remake with the. Who the hell was in that one? I, 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 yeah, I think so. Um, I, um, I didn't. So, fun fact for the listeners and viewers, um, I didn't watch the first Halloween till about. 2018 20 like are you serious yeah i have no i I have to ask you this just i'm surprised that it not so much because you well first of all yes well i had to you live with charlie and 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 kind of leading into peacemaker uh Mm -hmm. i kind of knew the first three episodes were out for the longest time and it took me like a good two weeks to be like okay Mm -hmm. fuck, like i need to watch this um that's how that which which i kind of do that with movies sometimes um but yeah uh he had in um and i didn't watch the shining which is one of my favorite movies now um okay. till maybe literally hours before we went to go see dr sleep which um seeing both of those together was like anyways yeah i'm i'm, I'm a huge procrastinator when it comes to stuff um hey you know you're i get it you know me so it's pushing um, me to watch things felipe I, and nowadays it's like hard to have enthusiasm for everything. You know, there's so much shit out there. That yeah. You have to pick and choose what you want to be excited about. Well, and- like, yeah, because like Boba Fett was running and I was like, oh my God, like this is like, I really like the show. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh shit, like Peacemaker's out now too. Fuck. Like, um, so it was, it was just really intense. Um, I'm just surprised mostly because, uh, it feel like Halloween is so hard to miss at this point because they they show it so many times. You know, it's more so. I'm just I was just surprised that and you live you live with Charlie. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he he uh, he ended up. I was forcing you. No, so so the way the story goes, I was on a date um, at some random Asian restaurant in town. I think it was like Triple Eight or something, mm-hmm. and I just was. It was a really bad date, um, so I texted him um hey what are you doing and he's like oh i'm about to head to alamo um the ritz downtown showing the, the first halloween um if you want to come with if you want to leave that date and i was like yeah sure um so i ended up just being like one of my pipes burst at my apartment and i have to go um right. and i ended up going to the ritz and kind of falling in love with that movie and then eventually some See, of the franchise but um, you did find love that night <laughs> it was just not where you expected it to be yeah um so mass murderer so uh peacemaker um <laughs> we it the first it's 30 minutes way around it's fine it's been great um so uh non-spoiler thoughts for the listeners um i know i think two of us here were a big fan and then 
one of us here was not super stoked on it. So, um, Michael, let's go with you because I'm super interested to hear this. Yeah. Okay. So I like <laughs> the same, same with me. I knew that it was out and I had like some friends text me and being like, bro, have you watched Peacemaker yet? It's fucking awesome. And you know, like, okay, just before we even talk about mm-hmm. that, it's like, it's like, I can only give DC so many chances. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, how long can we keep going to where it's like, I, I have my, I have my Marvel, you know, obviously. And then I've always loved DC comics. I've never, I've never like obsessively collect DC comics, but I still was like, yeah, that's sick. Oh, the flash, the flash is sick. Batman's sick. Oh, you know, Superman's in there. Cool. I, I like, you know, yeah. I will and, say I've always been a fan of the source material Right. Um, like that DC has, I think, you know how I feel about DC, right? Like yeah. Yeah. So opinions. I, sorry to interrupt, but I think like, mm-hmm. like in, in, in the grand scheme of things, like, like, like I think, and it's kind of, cause I've talked about this before. I think I've been a bigger DC comics fan than I've been like a Marvel comics fan up to the recent years lately with like Hickman kind of taking over, over a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, I totally get you. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, it's all good. And you know, so that's the way I felt about it. I mean, I did, I did really enjoy like the new Suicide Squad with you know James Gunn did, and so you know I gave it a shot. Uh, I I like it. I'm not gonna say you know, and 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 for right now, what's going on with shows? I I, I didn't miss an episode. You know what I mean? I, I every time a new one came out, I would definitely make some time to watch it. And I think that you know the thing that really just made me not hundred percent love it is the fact that like when we finally get something good from DC, it's a character that I've never loved or never even gave much of a shot or like seen in maybe one comic, you know what I mean? And it's like, and it really, it, it breaks my heart that we've reached a spot with DC to where these creators are like, look, y'all have fucked up so much stuff that I'm going to take a character that no one's ever even heard of and make it good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and so to me, I'm like, why can't we do this with the characters we all love? You know what I mean? Like, but at this point, it's like hard to give them a shot again. With That's, that (laughs) makes sense. That's a very interesting take. I've never heard that take before. Um, because to me, it's always been the opposite, right? Like, um, I oftentimes want these characters to do justice by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I'm so fucking tired of the Bruce Wayne origin story. Like I've gotten that a million times. Yeah. I've, I've, I fucking get, he has fucking parent issues. He right. has, he Let's has put it this way, Felipe, the next time that they create fucking history books for kids, just throw in that Martha and Thomas Wayne were shot in uh, what what the in Crime Alley after watching The Mask of Zorro because we fucking know already it's yeah that and it's fucking Uncle Ben I I, I know those I, two yeah I and 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 same with Spider Man and, and like Farm Boy and like yeah Superman yeah like we know I, these we, we've gotten those origin stories so many times that it's American culture uh, at this I, point I I think I 100 agree the only t- the only time I think that for me they kind of nailed it and was kind of like where they kind of had to shoe it in was in, 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 uh, in, in the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, where they showed the other side of that, which I thought was really cool to do. Right. It was like a different perspective on it. Um, to me, 
um, what I've liked about James Gunn is that he's given me, um, made me care for these characters that I probably wouldn't have never cared for. Like I, 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 I remember seeing the Guardians in the comics very loosely, um, but I didn't know anything about them. Right, like Yondu walking around with like trunks and like his full on man legs showing around yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um. And 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 I I didn't know anything about Peacemaker um before or after Suicide Squad. Um, I didn't know anything about um, the different adaptations of the Suicide Squad. Like he pulled, like he pulled all these, all these like BC characters um, into these movies and shows and like made something out of them, which I think I've never seen it from the point where it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to be like, Oh shit. Like this is where we're at now, which is a really, really good point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, m- my thoughts of the show, I, I've always been kind of iffy on John Cena in Hollywood because I thought he was going to become the like like the next rock, right? Like playing the oh, same fucking to talk. Playing the same fucking character over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. for some reason James Gunn was able to give uh, Christopher Smith Peacemaker so much depth and and like so much um so much like importance and relevance to people mm-hmm. that I, I ended up falling in love with the show, but um, we'll get into the reasons why, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I will bring this up really quick, just as a fun fact, because you brought up Superman's like his, <laughs> you know, farm boy upbringings. Uh, and this is another reason that it like, still it's like irks me, the things with DC. Mm-hmm. There was an, there was an interview that came out with the writers of the, of man of steel. I don't know if y'all have heard this one, but the writers of Man of Steel, he 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 admitted that when he went in to pitch the movie, uh, the the executives of DC all sat around and they did a whole read through of the script from front to back, and there was originally a plot to where towards the end of the movie they were going to use Superman's shit. Like get him to their location, and uh, oh, wow. and one of the guys, one of the guys, uh, one of the executives at DC was like, "Well, you can't blow up Superman's ship," and they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, how's he gonna get home?" And oh. <laughs> everyone was like, "What the fuck are you talking Which, about?" Like, like, like okay. one. I'm glad you're bringing you know this up. And then, and then two, it's like, were you not listening when we read through the beginning of the movie? So yeah. it's like. That's another thing that is just it's like it's 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 awesome that you bring like the like the executive stuff into the discussion, right? Because like I think with a lot of time, what people tend to kind of overlook, and that's fans, uh, podcast creators, whatever, whatever, is that a, a director can write a beautiful fucking script, but if the the idiots are one of brothers, let's just call them. There's <laughs> yeah. there's a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> There's a bunch of fucking morons at, at, at Warner Brothers that sometimes have made 90, 99.9% of the wrong calls when it comes to DC. I have a story um, that shows if, you this. If, if, if you, so I, it, there's, a, there's a creator that I follow, um, Christian Harloff. He runs uh, the Schmodown Network and he runs a podcast and a YouTube show called um, The Big Thing. And he interviewed Rob Liefeld and Rob Liefeld talks about how they didn't understand the Deadpool character um, as a property to, so like he talks about like the X-Men origins movie 
where they introduced Deadpool and they just completely butchered his whole presentation. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. That's all I got to say. Um, Anthony, uh, non-spoiler thoughts of Peacemaker. Real quick, Felipe, uh, to, to, to just show up, show up everything that we're saying about how these producers and these people get, executives get involved. Kevin Smith has told an infamous story about a giant spider. Do you know the giant spider story? I don't. So back when he was, uh, when they brought Kevin Smith in to possibly do the next Superman movie to write it, he met with this. So this guy, this producer is, I mean, I guess we can thank him because he is the guy who produced uh, Batman in 89 with Keaton and all that. Right. And so he's meeting with Kevin Smith and they're talking about uh, things that they want for Superman and this and that. And then the guy's like, but at the end, he fights this giant spider, right? And this guy was, because remember, this is an executive who has power, right? And so nothing came of that meeting with Kevin Smith. But then Kevin Smith's like, a few years later, I'm sitting in the theater watching Wild Wild West at the premiere. And we get to the end and there's the giant spider all of a sudden. And he's like, no way. And so when the, when the, the credits come up and like he sees that guy's name, he's like, you got his fucking giant spider. Because he had already talked to other people who talked to the guy and he was like, did he ask you about the spider? So it's like, that's the kind of people who are in charge of making these movies who add a, just based on a whim, they want these things in these movies. They DC is like a prime example of that right now. Um, it's, it's fucking crazy, but that's the incompetence of like, of producers. And it's what just, can you do? They're producing your movie. Yeah. <laughs> We need to hand these dudes like a joint and some comic books and be like, dude, spend some fucking time on. Yeah, this like shit. relax, like or, or just like give them a bunch of blow and put them in a room and leave them there. I think like, that's the issue now. <laughs> well, no, but, but like lock them in. <laughs> they're like, yeah, like they're like they're like Batman versus Superman. And, 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 and the main turning point of the movie is going to be that he's going to freak out when he says at, 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 like, at the end, at the end, they decide to open a business together. Like, yeah. OK. It's like, it's, All right. It's, it's so nuts. Um. Yeah, but yeah, me and my best friend in high school, I fucking I was best friends with him after we found out our mom's names were the Martha. same, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So I love Peacemaker, Felipe. Yeah, let's do Peacemaker. Uh, <laughs> no, this banter is great. I, I'm here. For no, it, so. no, I know that is, well, because like great. it's on topic. Like, that's the fun. It part. is. It's it like, is. There's it's, so it's, many. It's because we're here. We're, we're, we're talking about Peacemaker by James Gunn because. All of this other stuff. All the other Marvel debacle, firing him, rehiring him, DC being I mean, like, oh shit, he's free. Let me go snatch him up real quick. What's funny um, though is like, I know how you talked about how it 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 makes you mad that, um, and you're right. It's a. I feel like I'm in the in. I'm literally sitting in the middle of both of your opinions. And Felipe, you know how I approach these things. I approach every every goddamn nerd thing with caution nowadays. A lot of it is a lot of it does have to do with what well okay no I'm a Star Wars fan that's first and foremost why I approach everything with caution I know what it's like to get very excited and then Jar Jar Binks so I know these things uh, or 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 mysterious uh, Emperor Palpatine reappearance after forty years but <laughs> I, look are we going to talk about how if it were up to me I would just erase the last three movies. And, uh, that's a whole and, other conversation and just follow from where the Mandalorian has us. Uh, but let me let me put my peacemaker love in this way. Having watched both 
Boba Fett and Peacemaker like parallel, literally one one day, one day after the other, the, other. the next yeah. one. There, I I appreciate Peacemaker a lot more because the problem that I had with and I love you know I like Boba Fett. We talked a lot about it, Felipe, but I also. I'm not like a blind lover of things. I can admit when there's issues. For those um, listeners, uh, this episode will be kind of coming out conjoined with the Boba Fett episode. So um, if you want to hear three Star Wars nerds kind of talk shit and not really get anywhere with a review, uh, go listen to that because it was, it was really good. But uh, anyways, uh, going back to Anthony. But it, I think the big difference that I saw in those two shows was one of them has a purpose like it has an end point and it knows where it's going and everything that's happening around there all the b stories all everything like that all feeds into the main story the main thing that we're trying to do here with boba fett it was like we have this main story we have this main story but then we branch off into all these b stories that are so much more interesting than like the main story that you were telling yeah like there's that like a lack of um I don't know what the word I would be Cons- not consistency, but there's just like a, the, the, that, that one thing that James Gunn is able to do where he's like, I'm going to tell this one long narrative over these episodes, but we're never going to lose sight of where we're trying to get to. Yeah. And I feel like with Boba Fett, they lost they sight lost- as Dan Jaren popped back into the fucking picture. I, I think absolutely. When they're like, Oh God, our golden goose is in this. Like, Let's I mean, let, I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's be honest. If, if Pedro Pascal was in front of, of me, it. I would have hard time focusing too. Oh, um, of course. Look, he, he's the only good thing that about Wonder Woman eighty four, and that movie's bad. Yeah. I had to review that shit. It was yeah, bad. That movie okay? is bad. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I, I. So he, James Gunn, wrote this show in 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 in, in lockdown. Actually, mm-hmm. he kind of created. Um, so he took a bunch of loose comic book stuff and kind of put it into the show. So like um, the idea of the butterflies, uh, to my knowledge, are very original. There's not a, a thing in DC that is similarly close to them, which I found super shocking. Um, but to me, I I was kind of hes- not hesitant to the show, but uh, I what I expected of the show was something totally different, right? Like I didn't expect them. Yeah to dive into um, like the trauma and the emotional stakes of what makes Peacemaker Peacemaker. Um, Robert Patrick does seem like he'd be a a pretty intense dad to have in general. Uh, You just hope that he doesn't fall on that side of things, but uh, you hope that he's intense. Old, old, old old white Hollywood actors don't surprise me anymore. Okay. So dude, last this, okay. This week, on Pluto TV three times this week they have shown Kickboxer. That's besides the point, right? And I've watched every time. Uh, every single fucking time. I will watch JCVD shake the shit out of his hips. Uh, but last night on the third watch, all of a sudden, on the other channel, they were showing T2. And every time I watched that movie, and it hit me as a kid, Robert Patrick is a legitimately terrifying and intimidating person. Like, the, 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 <laughs> yes like like, <laughs> like i can i can believe that he's probably secretly a real machine in in, in real life okay uh, but he's got that like the best way i can describe his face to like the way i see it, it, it his face is very sharp looking like he's got a lot of like pointed edges in his face like he was great in in the show like 
can we talk about that for a second just how good yeah well yeah we, yeah we can we can get right into it good yeah because right up he's one of and i like how okay so when are we gonna when are we allowed to do spoilers uh, i mean we've been talking about spoilers for a long okay, okay i know but we haven't really okay we haven't really spoiled. okay so okay spoiler warning if you've gotten into this podcast there you go this far this far in and you're still here i don't know what the fuck you're doing here but i appreciate you guys listening yeah. go watch the show come back listen to this leave a review follow everyone here but anyways now we're talking spoilers we're getting okay. down okay. we're getting down to the nasty nitty-gritty of peacemakers so all right perfect uh so because i am of the type to quickly forget what i was saying felipe what did i just say <laughs> like i was talking about uh, uh you were talking about a peacemaker's dad so peacemaker's dad i i don't know i know you don't play a lot of video games felipe i don't uh, i don't know about you michael i do but have, have you played arkham city i yes okay so in Arkham City, uh, Batman is in Arkham City or, or the last one. I, I take the last one in that trilogy. Joker's dead. And Batman, as part of his like thing that he's got with Joker, is seeing visions of the Joker and he's talking to him and he's egging him on. And I love that they went with that with Peacemaker and, uh, and his dead dad, who his ghost essentially, it's not really his ghost, but his everything about his dad is in his head so intense yeah well in the comics it's um, a psychosis yeah when the comics peacemaker suffers from uh bipolar yes so so peacemakers you that's the other thing you brought up you didn't really like you said you didn't know a lot about which which they've kind of talked about they kind of drop hints here and there in 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 the show but yeah um, we'll 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 get to that conversation but it makes sense too that he would be dealing with those kinds of things uh but you mentioned how he's like an obscure like a pretty obscure character that you didn't know about till that i i admittedly thought are they when i saw this dude walking around in a helmet with a red shirt i was like are they doing like orion the the uh one of the new gods like that's how unfamiliar i was with with peacemaker but i gotta give james james gunn credit like he was able to take a property that and he does this really well, like that, that isn't too well known and he gives it life. And I think you talked about how, uh, Philippe earlier, you said how like James Gunn has the character like really down to a point. Um, and that's why it works. I think the other thing, the other reason these characters have so much life and it was one of those things they talked about, like how they let, how it was Cena's decision to have Peacemaker be queer to have him be bisexual, yeah, bisexual. Have him be, uh, this dude who you know what he just likes to fuck <laughs> that's essentially who he is he yeah, just you likes to fuck. see that you see that in the first couple which episodes. by the way i did not ever think that i was gonna see john cena do that nor did i know that there are that many muscles in those places like he had, like that dude was like bulging everywhere. it's 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 funny that you say that because there's uh i was watching some uh i just uh, the guys at hero reforged Mm-hmm. uh we're we're doing reactions and uh he looks so lean to me and then they brought up the fact that hugh jackman before he used to do shirtless uh scenes in x-men movies or in action movies he used to dehydrate himself so his skin could stick to his muscles Titan. better yeah. yeah which i'm just like Christ. maybe Jensen i probably I'm didn't just... drink water for like a week at, at, based on what we saw yeah Holy shit uh, um 
Yeah, I. But that, he lets his real quick. He lets his character. He lets his actors ha- have a little enough wiggle room with their characters to where they give them unique quirks. They give them personality. There, there's that extra. That's that depth that you're talking about. That's why every. I think every every character feels. Uh, they feel genuine. Like yeah, you know, right. uh, these are people that we would probably run into in real life, uh, and they're just as fucked up as you would imagine they would be. Like. I think that anything James Gunn does, it, you could just feel that it's like fun and they're, they're all vibing. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. just, they're not just like going in there and be like, give me the lines, give me the lines. Yeah. They're, they're probably like, Lime. change it up, change it up. What would you say? You know, like, yeah. so, and, and, you know, and I, I'm the one in here that's like, eh, I wasn't that into it. It's like, I, I watched it all and I enjoyed it all. And James Gunn just makes everything awesome so i'm yeah but I, I get where you're coming from though with the kind of i think part of it is you you're you're coming at it where dc is, and you're you're very much right because this is not even like an opinion this is just a fact dc has dug such a deep hole for itself yeah that so his 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 point of view looking at coming DC, out of that hole still yeah so his point of view with dc is like my my point of view with um the wwe right they've mm-hmm. done so much stupid shit Mm -hmm. they've 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 let they've wasted in the essence these characters they've done so much stupid shit and they killed a lifelong fan in me like that is like there's great wrestling out there but they did it so bad that like i just can't even watch the product yeah any product right now. so i i i think the biggest letdown for me was not only the the for the like not the snack snyder's justice league like that piece of shit, Joss Whedon's uh, Justice League, oh. and then uh, and then just, I didn't like Man of Steel I, either. I, I will, ne- I love Man of Steel, but um, I will never get that fucking Martha dialogue out of my fucking head till the rest of till, till the day I die. Like I still randomly burst out into random like I'm gonna, about it. Like towards the beginning, I had problems with some of those movies, but I still thought they were okay. But little did I know. That they would make things so bad. Worse. Those movies <laughs> you know, you know, I I will say, and I will proudly say this. To this day, I have not laid eyes upon Batman versus Superman because I knew. Because I'm also just not, I've never been a Zack Snyder fan. I don't like his movies. The only Zack Snyder movie that I do like just happens to be through the lens of James Gunn, and it's Dawn of the Dead, because James Gunn wrote that, which is why, like. It's like, oh, somehow these characters who are all gonna die, I, I kind of like these. They're I, I kind of invested in some of these. Meanwhile, right. Zack Snyder's like Edge Lord, Edge Lord, Edge Lord. Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a guy I, who likes Todd McFarlane. Okay, I, my like in my in my <clears throat> opinion, it's like it's like whenever you like. Okay, do you do you know anybody that's like been first of all straight their whole life? <laughs> And then they've yes. been in all these crazy long relationships, maybe even marriages. And then they turn like 55 and they're like, nah, dude, I'm gay. You know, it's, what like, I mean? nah, I, it's like, nah, I want some man butt all of a sudden. Like, it's like my instinct was to like th- these things and mm-hmm. I went for it. But you've pushed me so far away yeah. that I will never deal with women ever again. I, I, would not, <laughs> but, I do not want vagina no more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. <laughs> I will say I didn't know 
the moments we got with John Cena and the Suicide Squad, I really, really enjoyed, right? But obviously the story wasn't his story. It was the story of Bloodsport and um, just kind of all the other heroes. They, they, they purposely, in my opinion, purposely didn't talk about Christopher Smith that much because the way, the, the way he's introduced in the movie is he's an asshole who's killed people before. That's all you need to know about him to this mm-hmm. point. You, you you can't possibly trust him at times mm-hmm. um and then and, and then at the end of the movie you find out that yeah you can't fucking trust him and that he's kind of a joke right um you get that that beautiful uh scene oh. where he kills rick flag and then rick flag's like peacemaker <sighs> what a joke which seems to be essentially the theme of the show that's the whole thing it's it, um, he is the story of redemption or yeah. or of of Every every it's funny. Every one of these characters has a story, has a as an arc that they are trying to. I mean, you could look. The overall thing would be redemption for all of them. They're looking for it in some form, and even at a bio, in in she's looking to to reconcile having this ruthless, cutthroat mother. Who let's also real quickly just say, Viola Davis as as. Uh, uh, Amanda Waller is I can I can just give me more of that inject it into me I think like, we're getting it in season two but we'll get into that conversation with look at the end when she's watching the TV and she's like what the fuck I'm like oh that's so good because she's such a piece anyways I'm, I'm, I'm getting off of where I was going but what you were saying is how like with Suicide Squad everybody kind of got a piece of the uh, of the pie because uh, James Gunn has shown us time and time again he's really fucking good at working with with ensemble casts and yeah. and give and, and fleshing out an entire cast of people look what he did with guardians you know uh an underrated movie of his that i think is absolutely fantastic look at the movie slither look at all those people that he's working with where it's like oh well nathan Fillion's clearly the main guy well no you have elizabeth banks you have michael rooker and he he's somehow able to navigate having these larger than life characters and giving them this equal amount of time to they they he he did james Gunn did the impossible to me because he took and and after watching uh peacemaker um from start to end i will say that for me personally it's up Mm -hmm. there with the likes of the watchman series the likes of the daredevil show um just an essence of um character character growth but like it, it's it's tonally it's so different from those two shows right so like, there's two like shows there's yeah. there's they're so different but they do address um i think a lot of important stuff um mm-hmm. and then even even there's like social social meta commentary in the finale which is like clearly like about mask and covid and and and, and choices like that which i found really funny but um john cena was probably one of my favorite characters but um probably the guy that stole the show for me which was um and oftentimes even john even even scenes with john cena was vigilante freddie freddie storm uh freddie storma give me a vigilante and deadpool movie like right now like please like i need it yeah good i really like honestly like how i mean peacemaker's story arc was cool to me because like Mm -hmm. you get this sense of just like i don't give a fuck about anyone and i'm a doofus and i'm gonna kill whoever i need to yeah and 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 then it slowly everyone's just like you're a joke dude 
dude, knock it off. You're don't be a dick. Yeah. And then like halfway through the show, you know, you see him like, man, maybe I am a dick. Maybe I should take things more serious. And then, and then it even gets to a point where vigilante's like throwing out the jokes and he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it's not the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the part that that, that well, the part where the part that for uh, me, that kind of changed that dynamic for home, uh, and here I am talking about Homelander, but wrong show, idiot. Um, Peacemaker is um, there. So in, in, so in episode, I believe it's episode two or three, um, episode three, you kind of get the slow build of the knowledge of the butterflies, what they are, who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get um, another one of my favorite side characters, uh, Judo Master, just fucking oh. great. Oh, no. uh, um, you, you get the scene where he's like, um where peacemaker's like man i i can't kill people because i need the fucking dove of peace on my fucking weapon just like handshaking um, just yeah. and and you find out that later that probably that dove is a representation of his brother who he killed by accident um in a fucking weird racist red bare, yeah bare <laughs> in the earliest life. version of the ufc yeah just, um <laughs> except with robert patrick as dana white um <laughs> which 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 then you see him being like okay there's something like that was like the first part of the show where i was like maybe there is something more to this guy than mm-hmm. just like him being some weird probably voting for trump guy that just wants to kill people right no well well it's, isn't it weird by the way real quick because i like that you brought that up like the 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 robert patrick and those ra- that that group of racists that he he runs those white supremacists they seem like they are very much the that type who they don't believe in either side of of the aisle in terms of the mainstream oh yeah mainstream i think I, they're so extreme on their oh, own yeah thing. i think that was the the meta joke when james mm-hmm. gunn brought them onto the screen was that <laughs> this like this is obviously who represents america Mm-hmm. um and in their eyes right like this is like such a polarizing time which i kind of like how a lot of the comic book properties recently have kind of touched on that part of of it's kind of hard to ignore covid and what They're we've been through in the last commentary yeah um because you have the boys season two who kind of or um um yeah who kind of did it and then like now you have this show doing it um and then like we're having season three come out but um yeah the the way vigilante too, man. Masks are a big deal there. Don't the way, the, yeah, the way vigilante just kind of Helmets. stole the show was really wild for me. Um, I will say that it was. There's just so many little things. Like in episode three, they have the conversation of, um, is it Berenstein Bears or is it Bernstein Bears? Like just oh. so much cool stuff that like James Gunn like. <laughs> they're they're like trying to chop off his little toe <laughs> is like, oh, toe. the most important toe like, oh, i'm never gonna walk right again which which i which ironically that that toe scene turned uh, out to be like really pivotal where like vigilante was like dude were you really gonna let them like fucking cut my toe off and he's like uh yeah like yeah. have you not been in this it's like you're still a fucking asshole chris like you can't be that guy anymore mm-hmm. um which just man, their scenes together are so great. There's that one scene where uh, Goff has taken over the lady detective for the first time, and the first thing that she asks the guys, "Where's Peacemaker and the buffoon?" That one statement sums up entirely Vigilante. In that, 
yeah, where's Peacemaker? But where's that idiot that's always with Peacemaker? Because that and the other part is we, we have confirmed that we, uh, we have neither confirmed nor uh, was it, I, when he's asking him the, the about its favorite colors, about Goff's favorite colors, and he reports to everyone that he doesn't like uh, blue or he doesn't like this color. I'm like, can 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 and then can I just say mm-hmm. um, I did some research on Vigilante and there wasn't much about him that I read um, besides the fact that like um, he's not like that not he, like the way that they portrayed him yeah um, I just and they did keep him idolizing Peacemaker to a certain extent right mm-hmm. because their friendship is so um, like in episode one like he goes back to the trailer. And here and 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 here's this commentary on who we think Peacemaker is this fucking rich loaded guy, because mm-hmm. um, in the comics his family actually comes from wealth, mm-hmm. um, to where here now he's this shitty white guy who lives in a shitty like trailer park with like a fucking he's white trash. Yeah, he's white like, trash. He's white trash, and we should all be here for that because you know they don't get enough representation. I'm being sarcastic, uh, <laughs> uh, but. At least it's relatable. Very like, lots, yeah. Lots of, lots of DC stuff. That's like part of the reason I I haven't really connected fully with like DC because it's just it's like Bruce Wayne living in fucking like. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I am the biggest bad bet mark ever. Like Felipe knows this, and not ever maybe because there's probably people who have money who can afford you know all the ridiculous shit like a Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, but even I, at there are times where I'm like, oh Bruce, come on. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. Like, I know, like, come on, Bruce. Go fuck bats or whatever. Do what you do. Like, people will ask me, like, so what's your problem with DC? And I'm like, no, I like DC. But, like, you have to realize that, like, as a kid reading comic books, it's like, hey, you like Superman? Oh, you mean God? Or what about Aquaman? Uh, God of the sea. Fish what, about, what about uh, Wonder Woman? Oh, girl God. Uh, yeah. What about The Flash? Guy who runs as fast as God. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? which is which is funny when you look at that group you're like yeah that's why you're like that's kind of why batman does stand out because he's not uh, although i guess what maybe if he is a god he's like the god of men because clearly he's the most he's remember it's canon he has trained his body to to be like peak physical human yeah as 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 uh, he has unlocked all of our potential he can use a hundred percent of his brain duh he he's not relegated to that one percent that are like whatever small percentage the rest of his normies are right him and his billions of dollars god but yeah and then i i think the way james gunn kind of um addressed peacemaker being in 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 the dceu was kind of genius too you my one of my favorite scenes and i have a soft spot for old people so i was like i really love this scene um he goes to he goes to see his dad after he gets out of um, the hospital and they have that awkward conversation where um, it, it, that conversation. Um, so Were they're sitting I, at the I, table, you mean? Yeah. I don't have, I personally don't, I haven't had a relationship with my dad in forever. So I feel like if I were to have that conversation of what I've been doing for the past 25 years of my life, I feel like that's kind of the way the conversation would go like real awkward. And um, you kind of notice that the only way, so his, he, he goes visit his dad you get a glimpse of the old man the old man neighbor right which we'll talk about in a second as well um yeah. he's he's like uh he he goes talks to his dad we get this uh you you walk in they immediately set the tone of 
his dad listens to Rush Limbaugh. You know who Rush Limbaugh is. I'm not going to get into it. Um, he and- doesn't wait, wait. He doesn't. The, he, it's just like so we are very clear. Like it's not even like a Rush Limbaugh. Like it's that weird like oan extreme like extremism like that's how crazy his dad is like he's watching the alex jones bullshit yeah like, well i i think the person yeah. on the screen is rush limbaugh they just changed the format okay of it to be uh that Modern, like that yes. that oan network which rush mm. limbaugh's dead so whatever but um they were able to kind of immediately set the tone like okay his dad uh you pull into the, the lot uh american flag upside down you have that on tv um you kind of get the tone of the conversation and then the only way he's able to get a reaction out of his dad is to bring up the fact that this guy Bloodsport, who has a fear of rats um he starts making him laugh right yeah and then he's like please don't tell me he says a bunch of fucked up things that i'm not going to say because i am not that person in belief so i will not be discussing those things um he, he 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 talks a lot of shit about blood sport and then he goes please don't tell me this is the fucking guy who shot you and then that's when shit starts getting kind of real you start realizing that there's a disdain for for chris and his dad right he doesn't, that, he doesn't like his son that's yeah. that's when you see that he it's not a they have a a um like a strained relationship it's a no i don't fucking like you you're my kid and I hate you. Like it's that next level of things. And you're right. It's, it's extremely awkward to watch too. Like, I'm not going to lie. Every now and then when I get comfortable for a character, I'll skip ahead and I'll come back and revisit it. But I'm like, I can't right now. Let's just, let's just keep moving. Uh, And with that, I'm like, I was so tempted to, to kind of skip ahead a little. Cause it was, it was, it's, it's an intense relationship. (laughs) Like, it is. Um, and then you kind of realize that he goes, gets his helmets and leaves. And then we get that cool scene of the of the uh, forget what's it called, but it's like a, a, a quantum closet. And then, yeah, they kind of established that. Um, and then you get the first little tease of um, them talking about um, what kind of superhero uh, Peacemaker is. Um I'm curious about, um, about just the idea of, of a of like a super genius white supremacist white trash guy like because the idea that remember we've established firmly that Robert Patrick his dad is full on white trash racist but a genius but, yeah but a genius with like a quantum closet where you're like what the fuck is going on like yeah. he's designing all of these insane real, real quick I have to ask you guys favorite helmet power did you have one man there's those helmets were pretty fucking impressive i like when that last one floats off at the end uh gravity helmet i I think that one that one's dope uh sonic boom and human torpedo were probably like the ones i got like the biggest pop out of me uh, watching the show for like powers i would want that sonic boom but like for hilarity and for just pure enjoyment that human torpedo man without a bio i i was full human torpedo i died i wanted I, I, the wall. I i wanted to see the scabies one make an appearance on the show. <laughs> you know what i with james gunn that's not he doesn't leave threads you know loose threads 
what if he does tie that shit into, into season two where we finally get to see him use the scabies I, helmet? I was actually I was amazed that we didn't get to see helmet powers from the beginning in Suicide. More Squad. often. Yeah. I mean, like, like exactly. I exactly yeah, we right. made it all the way to the show. He was just shooting people the whole time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and with a sword, because the motherfucker had carried like okay, real quick. This peacemaker toy that I have didn't come with a gut. Like they did, I you know it's that thing that they're that they do. Like they didn't sell it with a gun, but he came holding a fucking sword. So like, <laughs> I like you're right though. Like I it, it just dawned on me we didn't really see any helmet powers. It was so when it happened for the first time at the end of that one episode, it was like everybody's like, what the fuck? What? That was crazy, dude. <laughs> Especially whenever it was a chick, he just banged. <laughs> I know, dude. That when she, that when that she goes nuts. That, that was like, I just remember watching that and being like where are those files and sure enough <laughs> it's so good um but the tone has been set one thing i think one thing that what none of us have brought up yet that is super amazing with the show is the intro oh, oh. The, intro. Uh, the, the intro i didn't skip it ever i watched it oh. every single time i watched the episode i i'm like you know it, it the little skip intro would pop i'm like no no i'm like i i I, it, it even got to the point where I was listening to the intro while I was working out. So oh, it's so good. That and uh, John Cena's musical intro. talents. Uh, imagine that uh, intro earlier in the DC universe. People would be like, with uh, people with, would with, lose with, their let, shit. Let's let's oh have put God. that shit. Let's put that on. Uh, let's put that on uh, on Watchmen, and we'll have Rorschach, you know, do some choreographed dancing. Um, at at first I was I, at first I was concerned about some musical choice just because I was like he's trying to do that Guardians thing but then later but in that's the, James Gunn's style yeah and then later you know? in this and later in the season you find out that was the music that him and his brother bonded on mm-hmm. um, and then you get I think it's in episode five um, that that moment brought me to tears was um where he plays no way home on the piano and just like wait wrong song it you said the movie that's how into spider-man you are uh home sweet home home sweet home yeah whatever you know you know what i'm saying you're trying to be professional felipe when i was watching it though and then with the music dresses i was like Hey, they're at least they're keeping it trashy you know what i mean right Right. yeah 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 (laughs) because like i'm like Oh yeah, he's playing like this beautiful music, but it's like you you do know that like sex disease Tommy Lee is is this band, right? Like had you had you told me that I would have been a fan of like hair metal like in 2022, I'd be like, you're full of shit. But I love hair metal. Here we are. I I like bad music. Um speaking essentially like Dolph Ziggler, by the way. Speak yeah. Speaking of his helmet, I will say on record. I am a fan of Peacemaker with a shield more than I am Captain America in the MCU with a shield. Okay, cool. Just, 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 just based off that finale, that that season finale, I I don't care. Like, like anybody who shoots a, a shoots a shield and makes it a projectile. Yeah, I didn't think that was cool. But just don't talk about my cap. <laughs> I. It is interesting though that that peacemaker has so many ways to kill you. Like I love. Okay, there's something funny about seeing a man the size of John Cena just shooting a little dart, like with, with like a little blowgun. I'm like, that's the craziest thing to me for some reason. Like it, that, yeah, man. So so uh, 
man, yeah, that 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 season finale montage was just violent. And was 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 violent. Was probably James Gunn at his best, and I didn't really expect them to play the song in the middle of it. When they right, played that song, I was like, "Okay, here we go!" Like, and then just I don't know, man. I I ended up loving this team so much by the end of the show that um, can we can we talk about that real quick? The yeah. rest of the squad, yeah. Of course. I feel yeah. We've talked a lot about Peacemaker, but a lot about Vigilante. A little bit. I like. I I loved them all. I I really liked uh, John Economist and just the idea of like at the very end when he's talking about why he dyes his beard. It's so weirdly like it's a, it's a thing that like when you think about it, it's like it's on the surface. It's something that's really funny, but then like when he gives you the reason to why he does it, you're like, oh, it's soul crushing. Well, like, it's well, it's oh, it's, it hurts. It's 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 another point to reiterate to 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 Chris that he's a fucking dick, yeah. and that and that and that sometimes you point these things out and you don't really know why a person does what they do. And I think and it's, it's very much. It's you're right. It's, it hurts. It's, him. it's another moment that 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 Chris realizes that his words have weight, and it was obviously like a funny moment, but like it hits home for a lot of people because you have people that really do do think that way and are that way and feel that way. And, 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 you know, you, you, you realize, I mean, I've said some fucked up things about people in the past that I've come to regret later. And everyone then, in their youth does at some point. Um, so I felt like that was, I felt like that point was very, very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say too, that like, it seems like James Gunn has like a fascination with alien like there's always yeah. look at slither sort of, yeah slither guardians. uh suicide squad this one guardians and like you know and he's not afraid to get weird with his aliens too yeah i was really <laughs> creeped out by the way the fucking the cow looked the cow, okay yeah. no no you know what was the most like the creepiest thing about the butterflies is when they would go into you and you just start it's so reminiscent of like a reverse xenomorph <laughs> Like, yeah. where it's like, yeah. it's coming into your body, not bursting out of it. And there's something extremely, like, the idea that it, it they also, like, they uh, they adopt your memories and they, and they know all of these things about these people that they've inhabited, but it's like, but they're still not that person. Like, it's it's just, it's it's creepy, but I also, and I also like that, you know, he didn't do the star, they don't, he doesn't do the Star Trek slash Star Wars thing where it's like, oh, look, this dude has nuts on his chin or this dude has a fucking horns or that dude's blue. He has or, a butthole in the middle of his eyes. Like, there you go. Or like this dude, the, the toilet has like these two ten, like, but they're all still at their base humanoid. Like I've always been like, as a, as a fucking science nerd, I, I've always lived by the, the whole thing. Like we're so, it's so, um, what's the word? Like so pretentiously human for us to assume that whatever life out there is going to be going to look like us. It's going to look like us. It's going to be based on water and all these things. Like, no, that's not how it works. I will say, you know, I, 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 yeah, I will say another, another character to me that I was kind of iffy on at first was, um, Adebayo. Um, yeah, I I thought she was comic relief at first. I was kind of just, uh, as soon as they revealed to me, Mm -hmm. to us that she was, uh, Waller's daughter I was like I don't trust her I was like I don't trust her one bit um and then you 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 get but it it also built on the uh, Amanda Waller 
uh, lore that mm-hmm. she's this ruthless fucking lady that'll do whatever the fuck she needs to do, right? And she, here she is, similar to Peacemaker, raising a daughter who kind of got taught in the ways of not necessarily killing people, but and essentially killing people. Um, and then to me, her her to me, I'm glad they waited the whole season to show us. Because you get the episode where she shoots Yudo Master, and then you're just like, oh, fuck, like, she's really not made for this. And then she kind of starts realizing that this team really does mean a lot to her. And then you get in the season finale, just her after the whole team gets fucking annihilated. Mm-hmm. Her you human get, torpedoing every, everything. You get her just in the field, just fucking shooting people up, man. Dude, and it's like, the 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 i i like that there is that common thing that her and peacemaker have in that they have these parents who are let's just you know they're extreme you know that's a nice way of putting it they're very extreme um and i like that i can only imagine what it must be like for that character for her for for adebayo to have to be around these people who are very openly talking about their disdain for yeah. Amanda Waller, for her well, mother, well, you know? Yeah, well, then you also get it's that so scene with, then you also get that scene with Peacemaker where he's like, um, you're like my best friend after like number, Eagly. yeah, after like Eagly. my best friend after Eagly and like mm-hmm. before, like before Vigilante. So I thought that their characters ended up. Until Vigilante though. Yeah, I thought they're, um, <laughs> they ended up doing really, really well. Um and I also did like the Jito Master just didn't die. Like, man, he pulled, I like he pulled a Danny McBride from Pineapple Express where it's like, this guy's dead, right? Like, no, he just keeps fucking living. And like, down to where at the end, when, okay, when he kicks the shit out of those two like hipster, obnoxious dudes, I'm like, eating Dorito. Yeah. <laughs> and then he beats those kids up, and the dude that works there is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because and I love that the, the, the these two characters that he beats up, like James Gunn, you know, intentionally made them those super obnoxious guy. Because like when you see when you hear the things that they're talking about, like as they're approaching, it's like, oh, uh, and then the way they yeah, they you love to see it, dude. You love to see a couple of chads yeah. get theirs. Like it's always fun. Uh Michael, did you have any um uh, like side characters that you ended up really loving? Um I mean you know, judo master was was the shit. You know, I feel like we just now are starting to get just solid Asian characters. You know what I mean? Just the way he talked, he's like, mm, yeah, like the like, <laughs> he like so I good. Just, like he's also so tiny. Yeah, I love how everybody like every single step of the way when people see him, they're like, oh, who's this little bitch? You know, and then he just kicks everyone's ass over and over one of the best scenes is when economist knocks him out that first time and he's just like really awkwardly hitting him in the back of the head like he's like i I don't know i don't really know that's right how much force how much force should i use like he's so like novice to the to this thing of like knocking a guy out like that's what i love about him and adebayo is like when adebayo is like shooting everyone after peacemakers already killed them like Cause she just, it's like, it's, it, it's the whole fish out of water thing. And I think that's also the other, another theme for sure. I will say I was intrigued by James Gunn's decision to not kill anyone off. Um, well, I, other than, other than Mur, 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 Mur. Yeah. Mur, 
uh, I was shocked when it was revealed that he was a butterfly. Um, I love any, how they did it too. Was anyone else like, because I've talked to people and they're like, oh, I knew he was a butterfly just by his actions. And I'm they're like, lying. no, they're fucking lying. I'm okay. like, no, he looked, he played the part of like a stone cold, like ex CIA, whatever killer. And I, that's what I got from him. I know his, I really like the reveal though, too, that like, he's just, whenever you talk, whenever he ends up talking to one of the butterflies, they're like, they're like, dude, we're taking over humans to save you from yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it, it was just like, dude, what? Come on. Like, uh, and then he still chooses to fuck him up after that. So it's just like, we are really a reckless race, you know? But, or, but it uh, is. It well, is I think, I, I, I think that plays to the, to the existential crisis of, right at the core of what peacemaker believes right is that if if we if we choose to do that ourselves then that's fine he's, well, he's not gonna impose it on freedom it. yeah he's not gonna impose it on right. anyone else which that is literally the most opposite to freedom that he could like yeah I would which which obviously it's it's a social commentary on the world now but uh, i i i was completely shocked when i was like what i was like oh was about like, saving the world yeah i was like man we got this far and he's gonna like not kill these fucking people like come i'm not on, gonna man. lie uh, but for me like when they did that and when he and i i mean i knew he wasn't gonna make the decision to kill him because it's just uh, it goes against everything that you built towards with the character because the most the most growth that he can show is to not kill them and it, uh, this whole idea of uh, of it's like it's like, do you want, like, with your, when you're raising a, a kid, like, are you going to hold their hand their entire life until, you know, to, to the, to where it's, where things are good? Or are you going to let them make mistakes and kind of come to these conclusions on their own? Because essentially, you know, the butterflies are essentially looking at people, at humanity, like a bunch of fucking toddlers, a bunch of kids who are fucking up all the way. And it's one of those things where, do we interfere and guide them and thus kind of they don't get to this next this higher whatever level of, of thinking of existing on their own so it is it it's this it's this thing that i feel like just humanity all humans in general have to to reckon with at times like in real life yeah i i destructive you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. i also do think that it, it showed growth for Peacemaker in that moment to be like, if I don't kill these people or these aliens, they're going to kill my friends. Mm -hmm. And I felt like ultimately that was like the big decision for him, which I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Well, like if, if at that point also, like the idea for him, like I have friends, like he has, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't seem like a guy who has a lot of friends outside of the one guy who is just who is just as, if not maybe because we don't really know yet, uh, just as fucked up as he is. Yeah. Like speaking, what was the the picture they took? What they just got done with some mission? They're all like blood splattered, and that's when they all realized they're friends. What did they? What uh, did they it was in the was episode. The it was like kid one. I think it was after. Um, I don't know, but they had already taken the. Was it uh, the gorilla? The, yeah. Had, yeah. And he's like, the one thing vigilante wanted to do <laughs> yeah. was kill something with the chainsaw, and John Economist did it, and a gorilla. <laughs> Which, by the way, 
I talking about something that really got me a little bit like excited was like I for a second I'm like oh are they gonna like weirdly gorilla grod things mm -hmm. and bring in a smart gorilla that you know because DC obviously gorilla grod is big thing. a fucking smart gorilla I'm like but it, it the I don't know if it ever plays further than it did in the show but it is I do like the idea that there is that that little that little that door has been slightly cracked open just by the fact that there is a fucking like smart gorilla there. I mean, yeah, and 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 those things aren't aren't um not like foreign to the DC universe. You have um, well, it's just it's great to see some of those things in like this new cinematic style universe rather yeah. than the Flash TV show. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you have uh, uh the post credit of Shazam. Um, where he's in the cell and it was um oh my god i'm forgetting his name uh i didn't watch shazam I, so I well spoiler alert i guess no that's i mean here's the thing is felipe probably won't watch shazam as much as like i've heard good things about it yeah um I just you know the, the post credit scene um from shazam was um the introduction of mr mind as the villain for part two. Oh, i like that um which was kind of insane right to see a little yeah, helen mirren is in this next one right in this I, next yeah uh, she's one of the, like that's such a weird it's thing, her I'm all for it, it. it's her and lucy lou um and someone else i think as part okay, of because i remember seeing the the cast of all the different like heroes that are going to be in. i think that's going to be fun a a side person we haven't really talked about um hardcore um yes but can we just give a big shout out to Eagly? <laughs> oh yeah, he fucking hugged him, man. Oh, when that bio was like, I saw an eagle hug a man. I'm like, like she I was, would have the same reaction that she would. It's so funny that that's like the moment where she's like, maybe I do belong with these fucking weirdos. Well, like, but I and I love that it is that callback earlier in the thing when he hugs him that first time and like there's nobody there to get a picture that he's like. He's like, I got to do this. He's hugging the eagle and doing the self. I love that even Peacemaker understands like the fucking eagle is hugging me. Like, yeah, we need to document this. They, like, the they, world needs to see this. Yeah. The, the eagle going ham on the cops was awesome. And then um, the part in the finale where they were wanting him to drop the helmet yeah. off and he just flew away. <laughs> I love that. There is like that, that, that balance of like, yeah, he does this really cool shit, but he's still a fucking animal. Like, yeah. like, like he'll be right in the middle of something and he'll just drop a dead animal. And they're like, oh, thank, thank I, <laughs> I love that 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 and, and that I means Eagly likes you. Yeah, and I think it's brought up by it might be brought up by Vigilante or somebody in that last episode where they're talking about like just like his that the his one flaw is his overestimation of Eagly's abilities, yeah. which is just like yeah that to me is such an underrated little thing uh, about like the personality of peacemaker the fact that he's got this childlike friendship with, uh, with eagerly yeah um hardcore was such a cool part of the show too and her growth was really awesome um i guess i want to know more about her you know yeah yeah and and and, and 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 i think season two will be that mm -hmm. i what about the the uh the cameo that happened oh yeah i was i was about to get to that um <laughs> real to quick kinda, before to, we do that kind of i, I, to I wanted to talk yeah go ahead I, I wanted to bring up one last thing about hardcore uh and and i don't know about how you guys felt about it but from the from early on like i was not i i 
didn't it I, I don't know how i feel going forward but i didn't want to see her get romantically involved with peacemaker no i don't think she will and i don't i don't ever i don't know if i would want to see or at least i didn't want to see it then i i don't i like um, that, it, that they're building a, a a friendship yeah but i very much for some reason just didn't feel like i don't yeah. need to see a, a romance yes yeah, sp- right now. speaking of the cameo and and and, and the finale there's a part in that finale where I, I they use they, they use the intro song to kind of to kind of play into the fact that like there's a part where vigilante gets shot and you're just like, oh, fuck. But then at the same time, I was like, he's not dead because he survived the fucking close proximity. Yeah, grenade explosion. <laughs> like he's fine. Which he's per- in the car. The, the person that I think was a goner was 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 the shotgun blast that they gave hardcore. I was like, she's Same. done. Same. Um, I and was then, so sad. And then they happened. played, and then they played the music, and then obviously you get them killing the cow, and then you get the moment that I didn't think it was ever going to happen. Um, they pulled off the cameo of possibly all cameos in 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 any in, 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 in any DC property. Um, yeah. uh, Jason Momoa, Barry Allen, uh, I forget his real name. I don't really care. Um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, um, the Justice League shows up, and then you get John Cena just being like, "You're fucking late, you dickheads." <laughs> and, and, and I love that that Flash questions whether or not Aquaman does in fact fuck fish. Well, it was I I but think what is, I really yeah. liked about that cameo that it didn't feel forced. It was uh, really built up to that point where, but it also plays into the arrogance of the the like triple A heroes that like motherfuckers you are late yeah. like yeah. if we hadn't gotten here like they would have transported the cow and that's that like yeah like literally we you totally fucked up and you guys are the a squad like meanwhile I, I just human torpedoed out a bio through a giant caterpillar like I, yeah and, and 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 i do like how they they brought it up earlier in that episode where we're like well what what if we can get the justice league and they're like they're probably busy doing something else or yeah. whatever. And that also means that Amanda Waller did go to the justice league. Fun fact for you guys. I don't know if you guys knew this, but James Gunn revealed that Marvel studios actually filmed that cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, they filmed the Ezra Miller cameo. Uh, He's, it's been, it was while he was uh, doing uh, guardians, right? Yeah. Guardians. Um, again james gunn is the only james gunn has the two major like comic book nerd hero companies wrapped around his little finger and they'll give him anything he wants at this point like i foresee him being like the guy formally like guiding dc but at the same time like fucking around with marvel like he he's married and has his side piece and both of them are okay with it he's got the perfect marriage with him today he just came they came out with a statement saying that like he after guardians he's done with movies for a while and he's going to focus on dc television which is so which i think which i think is a great way to build out that universe kind of how like marvel's doing with their disney plus shows so i Um, i have to say this about dc because i've always it, it that's the best way to do dc to do it long form because that's one thing that dc does like in their comics that they've always done like they they delve into some like heavy topics in their comics and to give them a long form thing would be so much more satisfying i think it would allow them to tell these interesting stories and why not build your universe different than how marvel built theirs 
you know because yeah. I, I, I it's like look at the formula that worked in in the 90s you had batman the animated series you had batman beyond and you had the two justice league series and the reason that they were so interesting is because they that to me in, in the in the superhero so that's the first time in superhero anything that you saw a clear concise universe that had a through line you know yeah. starting with batman all the way to the justice league so like for me i've always thought this about dc is like you guys have the blueprint like yeah. you you designed the fucking like you and bruce like bruce tim designed your fucking blueprint for how you should build a universe they just, and they, they need to get the dollar signs out of their eyes you know what i yeah. mean like well it, they had the, they did this stupid this is how i always looked at justice league and batman it's like they decided we're going to swing for the fucking fences in one move in like one or two movies so that we can immediately catch up to marvel where they had taken movie after movie after movie after movie to build up to the first avengers movie like dc wanted to do it all in one go and that just was never going to work uh if if the justice league schneider cut was their swing and they wait if they waited that out for it to Mm -hmm. release as that that could have been a good swing but it's a much better swing than the original happened like that and it's all fucked it was such so ugly PR media and stuff. Um, I know there's a lot of discourse about why the Batman, and, oh. ba- Batman and Superman weren't included in that, or Batman and Cyborg. Apparently, they were included. It was supposed to be Batfleck mm-hmm. and Cyborg were supposed to be God in it. it. Warner Brothers made the decision to cut them out. Um, and all James Gunn could say is that there's future stuff that could potentially impact that that he can't speak on. Mm. which I'm assuming might be Flashpoint or whatever. It's, it's um, got to be Flashpoint. It seems like there's, it seems like DC is being real weird about the whole Ben Affleck Batman right now. Like they're so DC is so unsure of what it wants to do. It feels like, like they don't. And they, at this point you're like, you've been making these fucking disasters for a decade. Like, yeah. Decide on a path and walk it. I'm going to say like one more thing. That's like a quick little story, but then I got to, get out of here um but what we're talking about right now reminds me of like the other day i was watching i don't know if you watch den of nerds yeah there's a lot of stuff but he was talking about right after spider-man and he was like and this made me like cringe because it was it's so true he was like dude he's like what is dc gonna do at this point and he's like you have to realize we all just saw spider-man and it's like one of the biggest movies of all time we got to see three different versions of spider-man we got all of our old school homies back and the new spider-man you know and then what is dc doing they're giving us two ezra millers (laughs) and i was like oh God. and he's like and, and what else they can't even decide who superman is at this if point. they want to win the world the universe then they what here's what they got to do and they're they've taken one step in the right direction you got michael keaton all right go get crazy cancer a pre post-cancer val kilmer go get fucking george clooney uh drag him out of whatever oceans sequel he's doing now and then uh go bring in Be- uh christian bale and just make a bat make the make just make a fucking show about the batman's living together in a house that's the win for me like i'll take it i'll take it batman beyond How about that? yeah <laughs> uh, but you're right though like i don't know man dc look i'm a firm believer that dc should embrace the multiverse thing because they do it so well in the comics 
where you have all these same versions, all these different versions of the same character, just do that. Like, I like that, that they did say that uh, the Batman is on earth two, like establish that there is earth two and three and four and whatever you want to do. And just let's see those universes. Yeah. Um, I guess final, final talking point, and then we'll do our outros and then we'll get everybody going. Um, this qu- this is kind of a loaded question, I guess, but I don't necessarily think he did. Um, do you think James Gunn kind of saved the DC uh, expanded universe a bit? Maybe. I think he saved. I think he's. I don't know if he saved it yet because uh, Warner Brothers is going to be the make or break on whether yeah. or not. It I works. think. Yeah, I think he's given them possibly a direction. Well, he's shown them. Hey. These are all the white the, the paths that you have available. Hey, these this characters the I, can talk to each other and people are gonna love it regardless. And they don't of have to talk is. about Martha. Okay. Yeah. They don't have to talk about they don't have to only have mothers and names in, in common. Uh, but he's he's presented them with a path that they can potentially walk. Yeah. And it's a question of is DC go is Warner Brothers going to commit to doing this? I mean, I'm not the biggest Aquaman fan. I did like his movie, but hearing him say fuck you, Barry, was the coolest fucking thing ever. Let him have personalities, man. Yeah, exactly. You're right. right. Yeah, I I really think that, like, for this corner of DC, you know, it's it's not even, like, the forefront. It's just, like, a small little corner off to the side. Like, he's turning a lot of heads. And I hope that, like, it, you know, lets people at DC know that they could give someone the keys to the main you know, Justice League characters and do fun stuff with it, you know, yeah. what I mean? rather than like dark color palettes and like dreary shots that are deliberately. They gave it to the wrong guy, man. <laughs> yeah. They gave it to, they literally gave the keys to the kingdom to the wrong guy. Well, it's like one thing I really hate about some of the stuff that they did is like, let's steal panels from some of our most iconic comics, but let's not use a good story. Let's write a shitty story. Like for those the, uh, yeah, like the Batman. Uh, you already know exactly like, what I'm yeah. talking about, Felipe. Yeah. God um, damn it. But before we go, any final thoughts of the show? Anything you would like to see? Um, and moving on. With, I have a, with... I have one final thought. Yeah, and go ahead. He's going to sum up all of it. Hey, Warner Brothers, be better. That's <laughs> that, that's literally it. Like, you give just... him that Captain America speech, the Anthony quit... Mac. <laughs> yeah like quit tying your own shoelaces together and, and and trying to go for dogs buddy like that's not how it like they're they have yeah that's it just fucking be better warner brothers be better yeah dc like get all your directors in a room smoke some weed and talk about comics because that's probably what marvel's doing yes read yeah. a comic like <laughs> legitimately just read read buy an omnibus to give it to everybody say go home and don't come back until you've read this yeah and then start putting together these fucking movies. And and the person who needs to be doing that are the people who are in charge. Yeah. But they're not going to. So whatever. They don't have souls. So it's oh. hard. Michael, <laughs> any any last thoughts about Peacemaker or the DCEU? I, mean, we haven't... I will say, you know, I, I said I'm like probably the least enthused here about Peacemaker, but I really like it. I'd say everybody should give it a shot. And hopefully this is the thing that changes their the attitude about i actually have a question real quick for michael felipe about that um if peacemaker was like an isolated thing on its own that didn't wasn't connected to dc would it maybe you think that it would kind of chase your enthusiasm levels yeah i think that i would have 
had more of an open mind and more love for it if it wasn't okay. connected to all of the garbage they've been putting out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't dragging itself out of a literal no, it, fucking pit. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're, oh, I mean, I'm married now, but like when you're interested in a girl, but she just so happens to be like best friends with that trash that you're like, you're like, damn, I don't even know if I want to go on a it's date. Guilt by association, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I know um, exactly what you mean. Um, I around a little bit, but that's it. You know? yeah, my it doesn't friend, get any, it doesn't get past uh, a few one night stands. Right? <laughs> uh, my final thoughts. I really love the show. I think um, John Cena is really putting himself in a, in, a, in a league of his own. He's not playing the same uh, weird Fast and the Furious cop like Dwayne is. We got to um, talk. We do got to. I, I think it's that's something that we should just really quickly say uh, is that props to John Cena for not going the safe route and yeah. being like family friendly guy, which he was his entire career. It's like, no, I, I want to do interesting things. So I think that move over, Dwayne. A lot of that has to do with James Gunn, though, because I yeah. even didn't. Oh, we, yeah. I don't know if you read the article about like he was uncomfortable doing a scene in his whitey tidies, but James Gunn was like, nah, man, this is it. This yeah. Is where- it's like, it's like, dude, you, you are a pro wrestler <laughs> and you're worried about tidy whiteys. Like, come on, John. Um, come on. Um, uh, well, thanks for hanging out guys. I really do appreciate y'all. I know we were all over the place, but I think we, we nailed a really good conversation about multiple things and, and really good stuff. Um, Michael, uh, where can people find you and follow you and, 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 and listen to your stuff? Um, okay. So, uh, my Instagram is I hate ghosts with an S. Uh, I also have a podcast called worship and tribute nerd, and you could find that on YouTube. You could find it on Spotify. Um, I'm probably going to be changing the name. Like I said to like, maybe like nerding out with Rick Shaw. Um, Okay, sweet. I like that. See? I like that. Not bad. To the point, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, this week, or probably not this week, but like coming soon, maybe in the next couple weeks, uh, new music from a band called Phantom Figures that me and my buddy put together. I will. Uh, I, I I will say I think it's uh, really cool that I used to be a really big I wrestled the bear once fan, and now yeah. that I and now I'm doing this uh, podcast with you. Just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, I'm also like he's saying I'm ex. I wrestled a bear once, but you know, I don't get money every time you watch those videos. <laughs> so, so stay tuned for phantom figures. Yes. So, going to be our next thing. So. Uh, can I ask uh, what the ballpark of the music is like? So okay. without giving Here, too much away, the quickest story I could tell is like before I ever joined, I wrestled a bear once me and one of my friends we went to high school together in kansas and we moved to texas because we're like dude we're gonna start a band it's gonna be sick and then things happened the way they did and i joined i wrestled bear once well for it being you know like 2005 to 2007 we tried to bring back where we left off and it's just like that 2005 metalcore like fuck yeah like rent rent notes and yeah you know, fuck yeah <laughs> so- i'm like i'm I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Um, Anthony, where can people find you? Listen to your podcast and etc. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find me on both. I'm, I literally had to pull up my Instagram because I, I always that's the one like uh, I always forget that handle. 
but it's the same. It's it, you can follow me at uh, on Twitter and at, on Instagram at born to run underscore 19. Uh, my podcast is the beards and balls podcast. I do it with two lovely fellows who are also bearded. No, three lovely fellows who are also bearded and also have balls. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you have if you did a requirement it, for that podcast yeah, I, would, I would yeah you know at the very least you got to have a pair um we haven't had felipe on yet uh i want to at some point um i hope you are up for that the it's a sports podcast but there's tangents galore it's i am i sit weirdly in that middle ground where i there was a time where i probably could have followed the jock path and but i'm too smart to have done that so i end up like yeah well now now you have jocks that are both which is weird yeah but they're the they are the people who we're not gonna talk about that Felipe. no because we're we're gonna talk about how people stole things from us uh, from us real nerds but whatever uh, so beards and balls uh cool um uh, well also we have the big thing we're planning is kind of uh in about two weeks we're gonna because the nfl is getting ready to do their free agency we're going to be doing like a five person round table episode oh wow just okay cool fully break down free agency so if you're into sports and listening to this uh tune into us yeah uh my name is felipe obviously you can find me on instagram at keeper of the faith underscore 512 um you can find me on twitter at semi fat guy 94 um, your old Twitter handle. My, my Twitter is very not safe for work. So if you're going to follow me on there, be prepared to see some really wild shit. Um, you can follow me. You can follow the podcast over on Twitter at Latino nerd pod. And then on Instagram as um, Latino nerd ordered pod. Um, and w- this podcast will be available along with the book of Boba Fett episode and all the other episodes um, on Apple podcast, Spotify, audio tree, do you do, do you do YouTube. Uh, I am working on putting video formats on YouTube. Um, I'm just having to learn how to do all that shit myself because paying people to do stuff for me is too expensive. Um, So I've been learning how to do video overlays and all that stuff. Um, Don't know what the next episodes will be. That is something that I'm going to have to think about tonight. Um, I did kind of plot out the first five episodes and those have been really awesome. Um, So I thank you guys for joining on and um, I'll catch you on the flip side. See ya.